Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. Welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Liftoff Lou. Ooh, yeah. Take me to the sky, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a, a quick and dirty episode, or quick and clean episode for you today. A Something really episode. important. This this idea triggered uh, was triggered by friends that... I don't want to belittle anybody, um, but we did an episode on the exclusive podcast about the importance of the basics. And I know a lot of people that care a lot about gear or different types of converters, yeah. and they, they have two acoustic panels on their wall. And so, or none. Or none. <laughs> and here's the thing. I do think that, one, the purpose of this episode is to teach you the value of building your own panels and how you can save, how you can do this, how any, how it's accessible it is and how yeah. you should, how you should prioritize this over some other things, but also, um, kind of bring to reality the, again, the importance of acoustic treatment in a mixing environment, as well as in a recording environment. Now, if yeah. you're recording, uh, mixing on headphones, if you're, well, if you have, if you're mixing on headphones, it's less important, but even if you're mic- if you're recording, like you're recording a microphone in a room, that room is important. Yeah. And we have a couple of resources for you to think about. And this also comes from a place where Lou was also just fresh, um, fresh out of yeah, completing just, uh, a studio. Can you tell us a little bit about that studio? Yeah, I just built uh, four studios. Uh, they're the main studios for the new Zeus Network uh, headquarters here in North Hollywood. They've always been in North Hollywood, but... Um, they recently just took over a huge floor right beneath like the Kaiser Permanente in uh, North Hollywood. So it's it's big, it's massive, it's beautiful, it's got a great view. But and how um, many panels did you build for this? Yeah, four rooms. Uh, biggest room being like maybe twenty five by twenty five. Biggest room, you know. Um, it was a total of about ninety two panels. Um, and I had to build about 70 of them. 70 of them were like custom built and, uh, GIK made about like 22 that I ordered from them, you know? So first things first, uh, what we're not going to talk about on this episode is like Helmholtz resonators. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. No diffusers. No diffusers. We're not going to talk about diffusion. The most audio problems can be resolved most audio practical audio problems can be resolved with ample amount of absorption. Oh yeah. Now there's a website that I'm going to recommend to you that you can go check out. There's a bunch of them. Just Google like acoustic room panel calculator. There's a bunch of them, but one of them is audimute.com, a u d i mute.com and you can type in the dimensions of your room and this is super basic. Uh super basic, right? Um, you type in 10 feet by 12 feet with an eight foot high ceiling for high intensity treatment for studios. It says the minimum amount of coverage. If you have two foot by four foot panels, which is what I have in this room, if you're watching on YouTube, you need a minimum of 11 and a maximum of 15 panels or 
to equivalent of 88 square foot of coverage on the walls to 123 square foot of coverage on the walls. Now that is significantly more than just one or two panels in the room. Now we've seen videos of the importance of uh, placing the acoustic panels correctly, like in the reflection points and maybe above you, you know, maybe having a rug or whatever. Um, but from a lot of pictures that I've seen from a lot of, I think people need to realize like one set, the expectation is that you need a significantly a lot more coverage in your room in order to make like a professional difference Two, that you can do it at home. Yeah. This is really feasible. Like you don't need to GIK acoustics is, is, one of the best brands. So it's like it's universally used and recognized. Yeah. It's a high. It's, they've they've got been a really nice variety of products too. Like oh, I actually yeah. reached out to them to see if I can actually partner with them directly. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. All of my panels are GIK, and I have over yeah. twenty. I have and like I did, what? What do I have? What do we count before? I have like fourteen, uh, fifteen in this room. Fifteen in this room, and I think you have like twenty-one or twenty-two in total. Yeah. So we yeah. have a bunch more at the studios that we've placed around. Um, GIK is awesome. They're kind of also well. Any pre-built panels are going to be expensive. There's yeah. margins, yeah. but the cool thing is there's a lot of resources online. Like you can yep. YouTube how to build acoustic panels, and there's tons of off, off, awesome build guides of how to build acoustic panels. Lou, you literally made seventy in, in like in a month, yeah. right? So like, and I've built a few with you, yep. and I've built a few on my own as well. Honestly speaking, it just takes a little bit of wood, a little bit of insulation, mm-hmm. uh, either Rockwell or Owens Corning 703, which oh, is yeah. specific. That's like the most, why is that the specific type? Do you so know Owens Corning 703 is a lot easier to use during the manufacturing process because it's actually a lot more rigid. So it holds oh, so its, its shape a, without oh. sagging and things of that nature. And because a lot of people actually have that as an option in a lot of other states, like let's say that you're actually... Um, in a state that doesn't require a contractor's license to o- to order Owens Corning 703, then why wouldn't you unit- use it? A lot of people have measurements specifically for that insulation, and because it can hold its shape, it's just really easy to consistently manufacture with consistent results. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize. So the rigidity of it, I mean, Rockwell is also a popular one. But it's like semi-rigid. Like it says that it's rigid Rockwell, but it's semi-rigid because it can belly if you don't set it right or build the frame uh, to its depth. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of the thoughts that are coming in as we're talking right now is the important. There's something called like RT60, mm-hmm. you know, the reverb time. Um, but I want to say that when it comes to absorption, right, and we're not talking about any sort of acoustic treatment here. Absorption is the easiest and it's the safest, meaning that diffusion takes some calculation. Mm -hmm. It literally takes calculated randomness (laughs) to a certain degree. And, and, um, it's, you know, some people just like the decoration actually serves a purpose. Like some people have tons of decoration. Like you showed us pictures of Silva Massey studio, which is mostly just decoration. So nice. It's just diffusion, right? It's just making the, the sound random and bounce off different things. Um, but, Absorption is really easy, it's straightforward, and it solves a lot of issues. Deader is not better, but dead is safe as far as acoustics go. Um, Now, real quickly, briefly, in in a five to ten step manual, how do you build an acoustic panel? We want to make two foot by four foot acoustic panels. All right. Well, I guess if you wanted to put it into like five steps of like what you should be doing in those steps, uh, get some wood. I, I would, I would recommend getting a board. A board is where it's at financially. Don't get, yeah, don't buy, uh, slabs. Uh, so a board could be like eight foot by six foot or eight foot by four foot, uh, slabs of wood. 
and then you choose your density, whether it be three quarter inch, one inch, half inch, um, and you choose what type of material. Uh, a lot of times I tell people, if you're trying to save money, do like three quarter inch to one inch MDF wood because it's going to be cheaper and than plywood. the framing. Yeah. And then you can either have like here at Anawal or Home Depot, you can ask them to pre-cut it for you and then you just pick up the cuts. And that will still be cheaper than if you were to buy pre-cut slabs of wood. Interesting. Yeah. Which that alone is already cheaper than buying it. Exactly. And I'm just factoring this as like somebody who doesn't have tools. Like I, you already know, I have and like I've a seen, warehouse worth of tools. And I've seen YouTube channels where they like talk about like putting metal framing and stuff like that. You could do that as well. So, I mean, but this is like straight basic. You need yeah. some wood. You need you just some need screws. Some wood for framing. Uh, or maybe always, some nails. Nails or screws. It doesn't yeah. matter. If you, if you know anybody with a brad nailer, which is just like a nail gun, but with very thin ones, you could do wood glue and brad nailers. The brad nails to hold it together. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be to honest, like we're hold. not like, the cool thing about this is like, we're not throwing these acoustic panels around. Like, no, they don't no need you're to just going to put them. Yeah. You just really need them to be able to hold about five yeah, pounds worth of insulation. They're max. not going through World War Three. They're sitting on your wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And to be honest, you could build little wooden legs for it if you want it to be standing. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. And that's if you even can't easier. mount anything on the wall, you could just take two uh, one inch by two inch dense wood, like something that's just a hardwood, and then just put some braces on it. You know what I did? We talked about this with Braden is that if you don't want to hang anything on the walls, you can get some banker's boxes real cheap yep. at like Walmart. And yep. I just stack two bank's boxes, banker's boxes on on the floor and then just put the panel on top yeah. of it, leaned it up against the wall. I, I did that for years. So I had a friend that uh, I don't know if he because I know he listens to the podcast, but I don't know if he got this idea from the podcast by taking that, but doing shoe stands. Apparently he went to uh, mm. Ikea and found that they had like the shoe stand rack things yeah. and he found them on sale. And so he bought a bunch of them because they just so happened to be more than two feet wide. Nice. And so I, he sat them on shoe racks. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways, but the point is, I mean, the reason why we raise them up is because make sure that they're the same level of our ears because of reflection points that we talked yep. about earlier. Um, anyway, get some wood, get it yep. pre-cut at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, Anna Wall, yep. whatever. Get some nails. Yep. Nail, and, nail the shit together. Make a two yep. by four rectangle. Now, the next step would be get some insulation. Now, that could be a material of your choice. I've seen some people do foam. I've seen some people like try to pink, go... pink insulation? Like the no, no, no. I'm talking about like the same foam that looks like the Arlex foam. Oh, inside. Yeah. yeah you I mean, to, if you like... Yeah, that's... I mean, yeah, true. If, if you're you trying like to be super it. cheap, uh, no, you can actually have... Uh, so, mattress foam and couch foam and all that kind of stuff, it already comes in rectangle shape. So, if you actually order it in already pre-cut to whatever depth you want and to two by four uh, internal. So, let's say you're using three quarter inch, you'd take an inch and a half away in each direction. So I've heard that you're local. I've heard that there's a store around here called like Foam City. Yeah. Or like something like that where you can it's it's meant for the foam is meant for like building furniture. So like when you build a couch, you need foam for like the seats and the backing. And then actually there one of the studios in Utah, a bigger studio, um, they made BOGOs by going to a furniture maker. And all they did is they got like two foot deep foam like furniture foam so like it's deep enough where it stands on its own and then made it like four foot by six foot so it's like six feet tall and four foot wide with like two feet deep so it stands up on his own and he has three of them and what he does is he puts them in an angle and then puts one on top and then that's his that's his bogo vocal booth and it's literally just standalone foam i'm not gonna lie that would really work 
It, yeah. Like if the if the goal was to just minimize reflections, then one could say, "Oh, it's going to be too dead." But you could also just back it off of where you are. And the th- cool and now thing, you have about, more air. There you go. There you go. And with the cool thing with the foam is that this is the hardest thing, is that it didn't look unprofessional and ugly. Yeah, honestly, like it's just really well cut foam. One of the one of the biggest secrets I always tell people is if you want to make something look aesthetic, but it's naturally just ugly, just put a wood trim on it and bevel it. <laughs> Just put a wood trim, <laughs> you know? Great, yeah. No, then, that's yeah. true. That works. That yeah. works. Yeah, because so, now you got elegant foam. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking too, like, so if you have, let's say you have that adhesive spray egg carton looking fucking Amazon foam. You, you have just, just a bunch of those. Panels. A wood frame. Yeah, put it into a wood frame or like put it into, you know, the fabric, you know, make the two by four framing, yeah. put it into there and use that as the material. You don't so, need to use. I mean, part of the, and, and Owen Corning 703, you know. Um, yeah. Sometimes they they make them in pre-cut two foot by four foot panels. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's a pretty standard. Same for rock wool and everything. So when you order it, it's actually already kind of considered like it's going to go in between studs. So they kind of already cut it to fit in between studs. So even though it says two foot by four foot, it's just like that inch and a half short. So it's actually perfect for three by four wood or three quarter wood. That's perfect. That's awesome. And and again, um, if you build it yourself, what does the cost come out to? So like, uh, if, I if, was averaging fifty bucks per panel with labor. Really? Would it would it be a little? Bit, oh, with labor. With what labor. about what about if you're doing it yourself? So if it's just material cost, do you think it's like what fifteen to thirty bucks per panel? I was able to if I were to go one panel at a time from start to finish. Like so, so like a listener is building himself, yeah. like themselves. Him Let's say you're building one panel, and instead of doing what I did, which was batching the sections, like wood frames then insulation, then inner fabric lining, then outer fabric lining, and then... Ooh, inner fabric lining versus outer fabric lining, yeah. which, which is not Just, necessarily necessary. It's more, it's more for the health of it, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, so there's four stages, right? But let's say that you were to do one panel at a time, all four stages in one shot. Take you roughly 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Per panel? Per panel. So if and you were to take like... Cost there? Like 45 bucks. Uh, yeah, because be. if you think about like fifteen dollars an hour, you know, if no, I no, no, build... sorry, 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 not like labor costs. So no labor costs, no labor costs, like about like 45 just bucks. the foam and just the wood, just the nails. Yeah, about forty five bucks, and that's if you're building roughly about like fifteen at a time. If you're building like a few, let's put it this way: you can't buy insulation by the sheet unless you're doing Owens Corning and you find somebody who has it and has a reseller's license, and they might just sell you a few pieces. Sure. But um, typically you're buying in bats where it's like a bag that's compressed and it has like eight to 10 of them at a time. So if you're building eight panels, then that's really where you're starting to see that number make sense. But let's say that you're building only four panels. Now you got four bats of insulation that you didn't use. So there's wasted money there. So this is actually really important. And according to, you know, the bare minimums of a highly, of a highly uh, controlled room, you need 11 to 15 panels. So like out yeah. of a out of a 10 by 12 room. We're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode has been brought to you by Tegler Audio based out of Berlin. Tegler makes fantastic analog pieces of equipment. Everything from compressors, both tube, VCA as well, from reverbs to recording channel strips to tube summing mixers and to my favorite piece that I personally own and have and use is the Schwarcraft machine, which is digitally controlled compression, 11 different types of compressor. I mean, this thing is built to the brim with tubes and 
Transformers. It's fantastic. They have digitally controlled analog gear, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. They've got two different pieces of that. They've got 500 series gear. So whether you're a tracking engineer, a mixing engineer, or a mastering engineer, you need to check out this high quality company, Tegler. And guess what? Their prices, they're not they're not crazy. They're mid-range prices for high-end equipment. They're like a fantastic company. We love them so much. And if you want 10% off any of their gear, you can go to their website directly or from their shop directly, or I'll link it in mixingmusicpodcast.com slash Tegler, T-E-G-E-L-E-R, and use the code M-M-Pod to get 10% off your next order. Now back to the show. So I think that... The, the point is, a lot of people are looking to buy studio monitors, and they're like, mm-hmm. I've saved up five to $600 for studio monitors. I think it's fair to say that, universally speaking, it is a better investment to buy $500 of uh, materials to build your own acoustic panels yeah. and cover your room. Taking the time to make them look good and putting in the extra effort and doing the research um, is going to help you mix better than a new set of monitors, especially yeah. if you only have five to 600 bucks. And I'm not going to lie. Um, this sounds kind of funny, but I know not everybody's fond of copying each other's style, but there's so many aesthetic places that you just use simple acoustic panels. Like some people are like, well, I want to do diffusers and I want to do this and that. And I get it. Like everybody wants a super aesthetic space. But if you look at the GIK website and I know we bring them up a lot. No, we're not sponsored. Yes, I would love to work with them. So GIK, you know, hit me up. Yeah. But um I've seen some photos of some beautiful spaces where they just like did some nice spacing in between the panels. They chose different color fabrics and everything and it makes the room pop. In one of your in one of your rooms, I don't know if that was all of them or one of them, but you were contracted to put like RGB lights behind each panel or on oh, the perimeter yeah. of each panel. Yeah. So it's like all of the so they're black panels on a white wall or a gray wall, a lighter white wall, wall. Yeah. a white wall, and then there's RGB around the perimeter of each panel. So it kind of like filled that in between white area with oh, yeah. different colors. That with looked fucking, no dots showing because we added a uh, lighting track diffusers. That they looked aesthetic. Yeah. So like that that's actually a genius idea. Lighting track diffuser i didn't even know that was a thing but the point is like even that the thought that went into that um i do think that it's it's like acoustic panels not only makes you look professional but it genuinely is one of the basics that you should focus on before like a 500 hundred dollar mic like nine times out of ten a 500 hundred dollar mic versus acoustic panel you should if you don't have acoustic panels you should build and make some yourself <clears throat> like your mic is probably good enough. Your speakers are already good enough. Like there's no $600 or even a thousand dollar set of monitors. That's going to change your mix so much more than a greatly acoustic true degree. Yeah. And, and, and to a certain degree, there's some calculations that you can go into it, but if you just made enough, like if you just made in this case, a 10 foot by 12 foot with an eight foot ceiling, the number is minimum of a 88 square foot to 123 square foot of coverage. If you did, Anywhere in between that square footage. So like 11 to 15 panels of two by four. If you just place them randomly, like it would still work. Yeah. Like it doesn't, if you place them in in positions that make it acoustically pleasing, it would still be good for the room. Like it's hard to fuck up. You know, and the funny thing is we're factoring numbers based on LA. Uh, One thing that I always forget is that California just has really high everything prices. Like gas out here is almost averaging like oh, so $5. It's like four, like you're, while in Texas, it's $2. So the the cost of materials might be cheaper in another state. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It could be. It could be, yeah. depending on where you are. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is all of these materials are really accessible. Like you can literally yeah, drive down the Home street. Depot, Lowe's, anywhere. Uh, Harbor Freight. And as far as like, I mean, Lou, you, you know, I am not 
hands-on woodworking, metalworking kind of guy. Yeah. You know? I don't I don't put up studs and build houses. I'm not a contractor. <laughs> I don't I've never work with contractors, you know? Yeah. I don't do hard manual labor like that. But even I mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. And I think that should give hope to everybody else who is more comfortable, who may be more comfortable doing that. Or even people who do not find themselves being able or willing to do that or don't have enough tools to do that. You, it's so minimal work and so much minimal oh, yeah. tools that like you're doing yourself a disservice for not building panels. Yeah. It, to be honest, it's kind of like uh, when people are intimidated about like soldering cables, I'm like, it's only three contact points and soldering is actually not that hard. Once you actually do it once, you're like, actually, I could probably do this better the second time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally, this is fresh on my mind, but um, we took my kids to the pool again. We take them every once in a while, but yesterday, uh, he's never swam. Kaname doesn't, mm-hmm. my oldest, his name is Kaname. He doesn't, he's scared of the water. He doesn't like water on his face. And, gotcha. and, and uh, as a proper father should, although he was very in. reluctant. <laughs> no, I didn't throw him in, but I <laughs> put him in the water for okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. right next to him. And I would help him, but he tried swimming and then he recognized, oh my gosh, that he could. And now he's dead. He's like, daddy, did you see me swim? I'm such a good swimmer now. And it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it just took five, 30 seconds of being uncomfortable to realize, oh yeah, this is doable. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, now I'm the fucking shit. That's what he, yeah. that's what he is Like to be honest, mind. like with this project, um, I learned how to do, um, custom lighting myself. Uh, like how to actually calculate oh, yeah. the transformers, the controller boxes, and everything, and actually how to like tell the difference between like different qualities of lights. The like roofing types lighting, or are you talking about the RGB again? Like the RGB, but going from like Ce- sorry, ceiling lights. Yeah. So, um, like with the RGB lights, like I now know how to actually like calculate like the high end ones to the low end ones, and what kind of material and what type of light you want for certain applications. Actually, actually quick question: Does sure. each individual are they all connected with like some some discrete? or is each individual um, panel going through the wall or like go- so i couldn't get into the wall of this project because it's six layers of drywall deep like the the contractors oh, it's a, it's that a, built it's a proper room within a room you, no oh not even no it's uh, a really like, heavy I, dense so like on paper it was supposed to be but like i when i first got activated into the project i quickly realized that there was a there's corners that's gonna need to be cut yeah yeah but and regardless so, regardless going yeah. into the wall how did you how, is there a cable running between all the panels yeah so oh, there is okay. uh, there's uh it didn't look contact. like it. yeah it, we tried to minimize it as much as possible yeah, yeah. so i used a very thin like cable mate um that just goes mm. up against the wall and it's like half round so instead of doing like the square shape, we half just round, did half not short round. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding, <laughs> right. That was an Indiana Jones joke. All right, uh, but uh, but I mean, uh, the point is, go look at Lou's uh, Instagram profile. Do you post about it? Is uh, it on there? Yeah, Where it's can in people one find of my stories. Of I'm planning on doing like a short YouTube video, just kind of like talking about like some of with the, some pictures. Yeah, like pictures. Videos, that actually would be a good video. Progress. Um, just kind of showing like, hey, you know, this is uh, without going into details about specifics because I don't want to like like overstep and oversharing but i do want to kind of talk about like this is what i learned from this project this is things that i think people should consider and realistically the studio that i built in there is accessible to everyone the budget well, yes was significantly higher than what most people can afford but um it doesn't stop what was possible there like the panels and the lighting um yes when you're getting into 92 panels and custom lighting for every single panel yeah it gets expensive but realistically the the work that it took to do it i was able to do it with between me henry and matt yeah it just it all i needed was the three of us to make it possible 
Yeah, that's crazy. And and that's yeah. that's three, four rooms, four rooms. You said four rooms. Yeah. Um, two main studios, <gasps> hundreds uh, five, of square feet, yeah. maybe even thousands of square feet of coverage. <laughs> you know, hundreds of yeah. square feet because your your rooms, at least the ones that I saw, they're like almost completely covered in, a, in in absorption panels. Yeah, I think the smallest amount of panels in a room is ten panels. And how big is that room? Uh, roughly ten by. 15. And were those panels all two by four or were they more? Uh, two by four, uh, six inches deep. Six inches deep. Let's yeah. talk about depth too. Okay, real quick. That's a great note. Um, my panels here are the GIK flex base traps or whatever. If they're the base traps, they're six inch. Yeah, so yeah. I think they're six inch. I think it's like four inches of panel, two inches of air or something like yeah. that. So it's like, it's, it's, there's, okay, anyway, um, quite thick and they're yeah. f- fucking awesome. And uh, the depth of the panels matters. That's why the foam cheap Amazon ones don't work. It's because they might be two inches at the peak, but in the bottoms, they're only a quarter inch thick. And like it averages out to be only an inch thick. Um, How deep or thick the insulation is directly, there's like a calculatable um, coefficient of of the material, whatever it is. Some fancy uh, physics acoustics word that we're less, I haven't studied in years. (laughs) (laughs) I passed the test. That's what Yeah, I passed the test years ago. Um, But uh, yeah, the thicker it is, the lower the frequency it absorbs. Yeah, and the standoff against the wall also helps with that too. That does, because air does work. Yeah, Uh, imagine that the signal that passes through the panel then has to travel back through it. Yeah, go through air, which is the most resistant. Yeah, and there's pressure going up against the panel, which it now is fighting against that energy as well. Amazing. Same thing with like bass traps. Like that's why like real actual bass traps in the corner are like multiple feet deep because it takes multiple feet in order to catch low frequencies oh and sine waves funny enough earlier when i went back to the studio i got curious about our corners in the control room they're about eight inches deep in the corners really yeah it's, it's not because as... the the angle standoff is four inches deep against the wall and it goes about twice the distance off and that's in studio a that's in studio a mm, interesting yeah that's not that's not as deep as i thought it would be no it's and it should not. be could be deeper i think bob yeah. horns was like feet yeah, like, his was like, I think like three feet, he said, on the back yeah, wall. Yeah, his back wall was like three feet. Which is insanely impressive because it sounds so good in there, and yet it doesn't even look like there's acoustic treatment. And and the cool again, that's the power of absorption, is that if you have enough yeah. absorption, like you don't even have to fuck around with diffusion. Yeah. Like it's he does have some diffusers back there. Yeah. He does yeah. have two diffusers back there in the in the in the older room. But and uh, even the cavities are actually like hanging angled panels within it. Oh, dude. I was thinking about this. Um Imagine, imagine mm-hmm. you're in a forest. No, mm-hmm. a plain, no trees, open field. Mm-hmm. Somehow you get power out there. There's not even reflections to, there's no reflections. That would be cool. I mean, I know, I know uh. with, with testing speakers, yeah. you want to be in an anechoic chamber. Yeah. And if you but don't you have an anechoic. field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If you put the speaker like what? 10 feet into the air with yeah. a ladder or something like that on yeah. a stand. And then you put, like, that's the same, that's as close as you can get to an anechoic chamber without being in an anechoic chamber. Yeah. You get the pure signal without You just have to make sure it's not a windy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. Like, imagine a, record, a, a mixing room mm-hmm. in an open field. Or I've seen a really nice studio in Malibu so, where it's like in a garage and there's a console in the mix room, yeah. but the whole front half of the room oh, is a garage that, that opens up. And yeah. so it's just 
open. It's the Neve Studio. I know which yeah. one you're talking about. It, it looks, looks really nice too. It looks so and there's like a pool in front of it. So I'm like, oh, imagine it looks mixing so good. with sunlight, like in sunlight, in the sun. That sounds fantastic. Oh, but it, but in the weather like we had yesterday, no, thank you. Oh, uh, oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. No, but you can close the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can close yeah. the garage, turn on the AC. But if it's a good day, yeah, yeah, oh, open that bitch man. up. <laughs> Imagine it feels like on a sliding floor where you can like go out into the into the oh, yeah. yard a little bit. So oh, there's wow. this uh, there's this popular photo that goes around, but I never remember the name of the studio. It's this SSL that wraps around almost like a like a horseshoe, but it's in a big open room. It's and all it is is just all natural wood all oh, around. Oh, oh, that's but, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but there's no absorbers in that photo, and that's something that always caught my attention because, like, my curiosity so spiked from the aesthetic, but then it really started focusing. I'm like, there's so much space and air. Like, how do they mix in this room? And then uh, the more I learned, I'm like, you know, the proximity to the speakers versus how many reflection points are in the room. And by the time they actually get back to you, like they're and using also, they the room like, to their advantage. And they might also be like the absorption and the panels just might be hidden too. Yeah. Because if you look at like John Costelli's setup, I think it's a great example for like what's possible at home if you don't have walls to hang them on. So like, to, hold on. Let me describe his room a little bit. Sure. It's an open floor plan kind of like. Loft. A, it's a loft yeah. and what he's done is he's he's dedicated a not even a corner it's just a side is a side of the room where he's done tons of acoustic panels on bogos or in his case is a tack wall i believe right uh, combination of a tack I, wall and, i think it's a combination because i've definitely seen like some rectangular panels look up the look up what attack walls are basically it's a bunch of tubular or cylindrical absorption panels mm -hmm. that you like put next to each other so it's a bunch of standing yeah. cylinders versus and like they actually long... have like a multi-purpose to them too yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. nice because they're like hybrid panel diffuser kind of thing apparently the reviews are raving they're just fucking expensive um yeah. to buy them but to build them is a different thing but um uh, let's see a here. mutual friend of ours i did ask him his opinion because he helped with um um uh jesse's mm -hmm. uh, or at least measuring out the room and everything um He's like, for the price that he built them, definitely worth it. For the retail price, maybe consider other options. Yeah. They're the, anyway, so with John Caselli's setup, it's a loft, and he's basically not even created a room. He, hasn't, he doesn't have walls. He's just kind of made pseudo walls in yeah. the middle of this loft with a tack wall and, and regular panels that are just freestanding. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of like created this room. Like, yeah. not like it's not yeah, really yeah. a room. Yeah, yeah. It's but in the like middle he's of a created like what I like to call like a, a treated space in a room. Like, uh, it's kind of like the concept of live end, dead end, except you're creating your bubble. Like, he has hanging clouds right above his desk and everything. And he's got panels in front of him. Exactly. The next, and, and behind, he next has to a him, behind couch him. about, I think, like 10 feet behind him. And then there's panels behind that couch that are also on gobos. So the cool thing is, like, he's got this, like, nice pocket but i'm sure it sounds very lively because there's air surrounding all of it but it's so, a big room too because it is a lot it's a it is a really big room yeah so that might be really cool. he hosts events in that room too yeah yeah so it's like he's kind of created a room within a room because he's got a big space and he just made a fake room with panels and it's, but it's and just like, like it's not even a room it's yeah. just like and his end results speak for themselves yeah 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 so like it's not a matter of like do you need a soundproof room do you need um, you know, this exorbitant budget, it's more like if, if you got the time and, you know, maybe a friend that can help you out, then you could really knock these out really fast. They don't have to be sanded perfectly. They don't have to be uh quality pine, which just has no knots in the wood. It just needs to be good enough. Yeah. So let's, um, 
let's kind of close this episode out because I think we've talked about the importance of acoustic panels, how easily accessible it is. Um, some things that you should figure uh, that you should consider, which is calculating how much that you should put in your room. I think mm-hmm. you should also calculate like the depth of it as well as the thickness. I think um, if you can, a minimum of two to four inches is great. If you can yeah. do up to six inches, that'd be fantastic. But again, like you've heard, if you do four inches and then do some standoff, so it, it it's six inches deep, but four inches of insulation and two inches of air. That's fine too. Yeah. Makes a difference. Yeah. Um, thinking about your corners and your base traps there, uh, making those as deep as possible. And honestly, again, if it's, if it's just pan, like for, in this case, I've literally just put square rectangular panels and the corners stacked on top of each other. So it's that four inches of insulation, but there's like another foot in between the, another foot and a half between the actual corner and the yeah. front of my panel. Right. So, um, that that like it kills a lot of low end there too. So it's or controls a lot of low end. Yeah, doesn't kill it. Well, I mean, keeps it from bouncing back, right? So um, yeah, that's kind of it. It's it's accessible. It's easy. It's it's really important. It's something basic that will change your mixing, change your recording, and I question whether or not um people that are buying gear or thinking about gear like you should be you should be thinking about this first, and it's it's a lot more easily accessible than people think. Yeah, honestly speaking, it's it's one of those things where you got to kind of look at your investment style. And if uh, if you were to buy a car, but before buying the car, you bought all of the leather seats and everything that really make it a nice car. Cool. Um, but the, the car is almost non-existent or you, you're still driving the bucket that's ready to break down. It, it's time to really consider your vehicle. Your that's studio me, is your vehicle. That's me, dude. Uh, my car, my car just passed 200,000 miles. God I've had damn. it for like nine, nine years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't even want to deal with the stress of looking at a new car. I'm going to kill this thing. I'm going to kill this car. I'm planning on fully driving it into a gulch. And, uh, no, I'll let the insurance take care of it. <laughs> insurance fraud. Welcome to- There's no evidence of that. <laughs> God damn. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully this helps. Um, again, we want you to make better mixes. Um, thank you so much for uh, participating. If you're a subscriber of the exclusive content, we appreciate you. Please go check out. I haven't done a big shout out of like File Pass and uh, Loudon Audio and, and uh, Tegler. Tegler is awesome. Um, oh, yeah. We need to do more shout outs with them. I mean, we you hear the regular plug and play ad at the middle of each, each episode, but I really can't get over how good their stuff is. It's awesome. And um uh, if you're interested in having more episodes, literally double the amount, more than double the amount of episodes every single week from the Missing Music Podcast, all you have to do is go to mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive and sign up for exclusive episodes. Those episodes are awesome and they're all technical. And what we do is we pull clips from other influencers or other engineers and we discuss into further detail trying to remove the nuance of each Thing that is said in in short form content because there's way too much nuance with all of this stuff yeah. right so we try to um talk through each of the points and why it might be right why it might be wrong it's really practical it's really great um and it's also very entertaining because both brayden and i are stupid and <laughs> go to mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive um just go to mixingmusicpodcast.com to check out all of our free offerings as well um thank you so much i've see you everybody who's been leaving five-star reviews on apple and on amazon and on google Google and on Spotify, I see you. And our numbers are growing up, and it's great. We're back in the top 50, keep going back and forth between the top 50 uh, music podcasts in the world. Nice. Yeah, again, and again, that's thanks to your reviews. It's a free way of saying thank you, and it does help us out a lot. So thank you so much. Um, on that note, 
Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.